This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to A Real Man Wood Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host, and I am talking to my co-host from Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, dude? How was your uh, holiday? It was good. Um, tired, ready for them to be over, but uh, nothing, nothing crazy. What about yourself, Liz? I know you probably are not currently at home. Where are you? I'm sitting outside a cottage in. Uh, I think I'm still in in England, not in Wales, but I'm right near the Welsh border, outside a town called Hay on Wye, and I'm sitting outside because uh, inside the cottage is Sasha, who ate way too much sugar, and she's refusing to go to sleep still. So I had to uh, put on some warmer clothes and. Uh, do the outdoor podcast. I have to say, it's pretty nice. The air is really fresh out here. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, outdoors. Um, I like it. I like it. Uh, what do we do? What do we do? So, no, no cool stories? Are you traveling or anything before we start talking football? Well, yeah, it was good. You know, Christmas was good. I mean, I was too pissed to have a shag and a lift on the way to the flat, but otherwise, it was a, a solid uh, Christmas uh-huh. season. What about you? Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know the code for that, but... Um, uh, I'll, I'll... <laughs> too pissed to have a shag and a lift on the way to the flat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Those exactly. That's that's right. the English language. That's the English version of English. Now it was cool. We they had this big Christmas party every year. Our friends uh, in London. They have this nice brownstone, and we have a floor to ourselves. It's, it's really nice. Martin, the uh, husband of Heather's best friend, he bought this bottle of gin called Slingsby. It's called Slingsby. I think I couldn't remember it last year, and he bought me another bottle because I guess I had you know pounded the whole bottle the year before accidentally. Uh, because I just started having some before the party and it was so delicious. I kept having refills and then, you know, kind of got lost from there. And this year he bought, he, he wanted to see a reprisal. You know, I was sort of like a, a band that had a, a hit first album and is like, what can you do for a follow up? My second album was pretty damn good. It wasn't quite as good. It wasn't as legendary as the first, um, but it was, uh, it was solid. Uh, I had some uh, fellow uh, British blokes help me out with the, uh, with the gin bottle, I poured you know maybe four or five drinks to other people as well. But we finished it and uh, had a lot of wine. It was a late night. It took me a couple of days to re- truly recover. We did cool stuff, you know. We we do this stuff for the kids, like the pantomime at the uh, Hammersmith, and that's like you know Sasha likes that stuff. And uh, we took her to this like ice sculpture place, and got she got roller skates for Christmas. So she was roller skating around London Christmas Day. We kind of had the house to ourselves because they took off, and we were in. Holland Park roller skating around and not me. Real man doesn't roller skate, obviously. <laughs> but uh, obviously. she was roller skating, didn't have any bad wipeouts. And, uh, and then we uh, took a bus to Wales. You can only get a bus on Boxing Day. Today is Boxing Day here. And uh, everything shut down. But we got a bus. It wasn't that bad for our bus ride. And then now we're in Hay on Y, right on the border of Wales. So, so it's pretty awesome. nice. It's been a nice holiday, I would say. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of uh, alcohol, I was hoping in which you were uh, you imbibed in a few cocktails before recording tonight, given the uh, you know unique circumstances or, or, or different circumstances. Well, I've had a few. I've had. Okay. I've had. I mean, I've had like five. You know, but I okay. mean, five over like four hours. I'm just more tired. I just haven't. You know, when you have 
don't know why Heather lets Sasha sleep in the bed so much, especially when we travel, but it's just, you know, you have a kid in the bed, you just don't sleep. It's a, it's a real kick in the nuts. And sometimes I mean that literally. Literally, yes, I hear you. All right, we'll make this one short. Um, a lot of people probably traveling this week anyway. Um, real quick, we went 3-2, and two, but it was frustrating given that we went 2-0 and oh on Saturday. We briefly want to talk about that Washington plus 9.5, how we went from being on the totally the right side to nearly losing on the last play pick six. Why was there not an extra point there, list? I thought they always made teams come back out and do that. I have not even heard an explanation for this, but literally it was the difference between us covering and not. We got 9.5 points. Yeah, it was, a, it was a Christmas miracle. Actually, that was Christmas Eve. That was the night of the party. So I, I didn't watch those things in real time, but I, I think I checked my phone at like 1 in the morning, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. You know, I felt like a million bucks when we were 2-0. and oh, my, you know, The Ravens had won. I, you put that bet in for me on the Ravens at 18-1. to 1. I'm like, this thing would never be 18-1 to 1 anymore to win the AFC after beating the Chargers, which are their underdogs. It was, it was just a great uh, first couple of games. Uh, I, I asked about that, too, and people said that after the Stephon Diggs play last year, I think they officially changed the rule that if it's a game-winning touchdown on the touchdown, they don't bother to kick the extra point. Wow, interesting. Okay, I missed that then, and I didn't even hear I did people too. complaining. I didn't know. I was like, okay. I, I just saw the score. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I was I was sure nine and you know ten is way too much. I'm like, wow, we barely made it. But then when I, I actually didn't have the stomach to rewatch that game. Yeah. No, I, I, missed, I missed that that rule change is what I mean. I missed the. No, no, no. no I, I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. But gotcha. I'm saying, but I looked at it as, is. I just saw the score. I'm like, oh, they won by nine. They're good yeah, enough. Right. And then I look, you know, I just watched, I rewatched like the last two minutes of the game. I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah. And I saw it. I was like, holy shit. Like, why didn't they kick the extra point? And then, so I put that in my column, and a couple people commented. Our guy, Alan Seslowski, and another guy commented that they had made a rule change. So I found gotcha. it there. Gotcha. Yeah. Speaking of which, that same day that Baltimore bet, man, nice. I came through for you uh, 18 to one, and you rarely do have me do, you know, bet bets for 100 bucks. You, you rarely do ask me to do that. So, <laughs> Looking good now. I'm curious what that what that changed to after. Oh, uh, probably their like big twelve win. to one or something. I mean, not twelve, but like yeah, they're favorites to get in the playoffs and they're nasty. I'm a little nervous about this Browns game. I don't, I don't think this is a layup by any means, and it's just the kind of game that like you know when you when you're feeling pretty, you're riding high. You won a game in San Diego where you're pretty decent yeah. underdogs, and now you're a favorite, but you're not a monstrous favorite. This is not a doormat, and Mayfield's good. This makes me a little nervous. This game, I think they'll win it, but I could see them blowing it. Because the Browns are game, and the Browns would love to knock them out. Remember, the Ravens are the Browns that moved. So the city of right. Cleveland would love to knock them out of the playoffs. Yeah, and then we'll get to that game in a second here. Uh, three and two, so our dream of cashing the final three weeks is, is finished. Uh, we're going to end up with an okay record, though. You know, another another winning week. So uh, before we get to this week's pick. Two, two um, other things. Yeah, so okay. the Niners, Niners game was super frustrating because mm-hmm. they were dri- driving in the field goal range with seven minutes left. And if they get stuffed, I think they kick the field goal to go down 14-12. And that's a cover because the Bears are just yeah. going to run the clock. And they throw that stupid interception. But anyway, they finally get the ball back, which they shouldn't have. But Allen Robinson, moronically, decides he wants to like make a big play, even though the game's over if he just goes down. Fumbles. And then Nick Mullins, your guy, man, he rolls out. I've never seen someone with more green ahead of them. Like, oh, run for the first down on fourth and five. You can run out of bounds in midfield or the 40 or wherever he was. Instead, he's like hesitating. I'm like, what are you doing? He's throwing it. I was like, okay, maybe there's someone wide open downfield, I guess. Like, all right, but the first down's there. He, oh, throws it out of bounds. Yeah. he throws it out of the end zone, out of bounds. It's like, dude, that's it. It's fourth down. That's, that's the game. What are you doing? 
Yeah, obviously we had them in Super Contest, but I had them in a in a parlay. The other three legs hit, and that Niners plus four and a half. Very frustrating. I don't understand why he didn't just run that six yards wide open field ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, they probably wouldn't terrible. have made it anyway at that point because they needed a touchdown, so that wasn't going to be easy to come by and a win versus yep. the field goal they had the last drive and they would have taken. Yes, which is, yes, that was the killer, right? It really, it really closed, closed. I mean, it would have been impossible at least, but yeah, it was a frustrating yeah, no, game. I was impressed by the Bears, though. I mean, that wasn't an easy spot. And they went, not only won, <laughs> they, they covered. Um, and then what was the other thing you wanted to say? Oh, I was just, yeah, I was just, that was all I was saying is that it was a frustrating loss for us. The Niner, okay, I thought the Niner was, I thought you had one other one. The thing I wanted to bring up before we get to this week's games was just Gordon because that happened right after last week's pod. Did you have any thoughts on Josh Gordon? Well, my first thought was, you know, for a f- franchise that dealt with Aaron Hernandez, this is small potatoes, right? Yeah, the guy's got yeah. a substance abuse problem. He's not out there killing people, at least, right? They're like, ah, yeah, we've we've seen worse. It's unfortunate, but like, I don't want to pronounce on anything. I, you know, every every situation is different, but like, I definitely was like, I love the guy who cares if he smokes weed, whatever. But like, he just can't control himself. Obviously, like, it's just the I don't know if it's weed. It's probably like some other drugs and boozing. Boozing is alcohol is way more addictive than weed. Who knows if there's some coke involved or something else, but you know, there's some hockey player a while back who was hooked on heroin and he said, like, I, I really like hockey, but I love heroin. You know, it's just like yeah. I really like football, but I just love this drug. So, you know, to each his own. It's sad, it's unfortunate, but I've wasted oh, yeah. way too much uh virtual ink and emotional energy arguing on Josh Gordon's behalf. To, you know, uh, whatever. He doesn't play football, he doesn't have to play football, it's fine. Do something else. It is interesting. I want to hear some more details, though, about like the Patriots having some detail to him. But apparently he lost them for a weekend during their bye week or something. But anyway, it sounds I mean, that it sounds just even, even I mean, I once it even gets to that point. Right. I mean, either sure. the dude wants to get better and it's in his power and he's capable of it or he's totally out of control yeah. and it's not in his power to get better. He's a grown yeah. man. You know, if he wants to do it. He's going to do it. That's it. Yep. All right. Okay. Week 17, always the craziest lines. Um, I do not feel confident at all um, betting most of these, but should be fun. And some interesting uh, DFS plays too. Uh, Early games, your Giants, uh, they're six and a half point favorites against the Cowboys. Uh, What do you think? I want to say something funny. Uh, The first three games on the list, the four of us in staff picks have them identical and you have them different from everybody. That oh wow! You have Cowboys, Saints, and Patriots. The four of us have Giants, Panthers, and Jets. I did not. Even, I did not know. Well, obviously, I haven't seen the stat picks. Wow, that's yeah, that's probably bad. You guys, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I didn't feel like I said I didn't feel great about this week. Um, a couple of those I feel better than the others, but let's. Uh, this first one I will say I do not. Um, obviously, it's a weird line. Um, I do not expect. I don't know. Most of the time, I've, I've been I've been going with the heavy favorites here. So um, I don't know. Tell me why you like the Giants. It's obviously, the Cowboys have nothing to play because, for. Yeah, they're locked in the four seed. Uh, Jason Garrett said they'll, or Jerry Jones said they'll play. But I mean, come on. There's no reason to risk Amari Cooper. Zeke Elliott's been banged up the last few weeks. Why put Dak out there? That Tyron Ty- Ty- Smith has been banged up a lot. Like, why even mess with it? I just say the Giants are always his favorites, and just six and a half. Even if I mean, I hear I hear you motivation with the Giants is always a tricky thing for me, just in general. But I I, I, told, I totally get you. I don't. I don't well, like the Giants have been playing, you know, even though they lost against the Colts, but they've been playing hard the whole second half of the season. They're not like, oh, we want a higher draft pick. They don't care about that. They're trying to build something. It just seems like a game where Saquon could just go crazy with like a Cowboys half-assed effort. They're celebrating like crazy. They won the division. They're locked into their seed. I mean. It's only six and a half, and the Giants are at home too. So, it just seems like just you know, just lay the yeah. wood. It's less than a touchdown. 
it's a fair take. Is that like I said, on the most for the most part, I'm on these bigger lines with the team with the motivation on their side. But it, I'm not like the Giants have a lot to play for. But anyway, yes, I made, the, funny made the lines, and I was just like, you know, tires, tires, a little intense weekend of like. Even when we weren't like getting, I only got drunk one night, but like every other night we're drinking like five, six glasses of wine over six hours with like tons of cake and food and meat. And like, you know, it was just like every day was just a onslaught of holiday shit. You know how it is. So like I did, I had to get this done, obviously. It's Christmas day and I'm just so tired and I don't want to sleep in, but I had to go downstairs because all the kids are opening the presents and Sasha's friends. And uh, so like, I had to like force myself to do the, the the lines for East Coast offense, and and I I was gonna stick with the process where I just make the lines before I look at the I, I just look at the schedule and I make the line before I actually look at the game, and everything was high. All my lines were I was on almost all favorites, and I was like, man, I've had a good year. Am I really just gonna throw this away doing these lines like in a tired state where I'm not like at my desk like in my surroundings like I'm just like making up these stupid lines that are such large sucker lines. But then I like the next day when I wrote B in the book, I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick with this. Like I, these are the lines I chose. I'm just going to trust my judgment and it's worked all year. I was like, ah, this is bad. Cause in staff picks, I was seven games ahead of P now. It's a huge lead with one week left because you're probably only going to differ on like six or seven games, you know, anyway. So yeah, it's massive. Yeah. So it's like massive. But then I was like, if I take all favorites, you know, it's, well, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to take the games I, I picked. I was like, but he's a dog heavy guy usually. So I bet I'm giving him an opening, but whatever, I have to do it. And then I looked at his picks. We only differ on four picks. There so he took a lot of favorites too. And that is unusual. So it wasn't just me this week. It wasn't just you. I think we're all on favorites. Okay. Interesting. All right. Pete, well, it's not, as I wrote in staff picks, he was not man enough to cheat. Look at this, look at the beating the book and then do eight different ones just to give himself a chance. He, he, as usual, did it independently and didn't have enough different ones to, uh, to catch me this week. Right. Uh, forgot he could, he can look before he sends him in. That's, that's he, could, he wouldn't do that. He's not yeah. like that. He would. All right. All right. So, so yeah, Panthers. Game. I thought this was like a pick. I, I totally forgot about Teddy Bridgewater as the Saints backup. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, there's actually a real quarterback there. But even that's so, exactly, man. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly why I went Saints on this. It's like Kyle Allen is starting for the Panthers and Bridgewater. I think they're obviously a deeper team and at home and stuff. But who, whatever. I would not touch this game. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. whatever. But nine is too much in a game where the Saints have zero to play for, like literally zero. So those guys are not going to get major. It's going to be Teddy Bridgewater throwing to like that guy Kirkland and, you know, maybe what's his name? Trey Quan Smith. Trey Quan Smith. Trey Quan Smith. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Ted Ginn yeah. making some reps just to get, yeah. you know, yeah. back to swing things. Yeah. Uh, I will not fight that one. Um, okay. Jets getting 13 and a half in New England. I do feel a little bit better about this one. I don't know why. Why is this one any different than the others? You have respect for the Jets who just got blown out by a Green Bay. Not blown out, but Green Bay hadn't won on the road. I mean, I don't know. Overtime, though. Because overtime. Here, here's. I don't like taking the Jets off of a heartbreaking overtime loss. They played an extra period. They emotionally, you know, the last two games actually were just total gut punches. But so I made this line 12 and a half and, you know, lo and behold, it's 13 and a half. But the Patriots suck and they need this game. But the Jets are going to want to beat them and screw up their playoff. I, they're gonna, I think the Jets will show up and it's going to be a big thing. Darnold looks a lot better. I hate to admit it, but he's looked good the last two games. Robbie Anderson looks really good. He's the guy we drafted he before does, he got yeah. banked up and everything went sideways. The Patriots kind of suck. I mean, they, they can cover this because Darnold may throw three picks because Belichick's so crafty and he'll look at Phil and figure out what he doesn't do well, take away Robbie Anderson, kind of force him into difficult situations. But Brady, I still think Brady's better than most people do. Like, I don't think he's washed up. Gronk is washed up. No Gordon. Edelman's their best receiver. Yeah. You know, guys like Corderell Patterson are getting involved. Like, 
they just don't have, you know, Sony Michelle's a fine running back, but like maybe they run it 40 times and win by 24. I mean, I could see it, especially if the Jets turn it over, but if the Jets don't gift this to them, I just, man, they're not, they're not 13 and a half points better than anybody. The Patriots. I like a couple of the bigger spreads more, but I did lay the wood here to Belichick's track record versus young QBs. It's just so, yeah. so, so good. And I don't know. I, I don't want to just be contrarian because I'm, I, I get tired of the, of the whole, like, you know, put a fork in the Patriots talk. I, I'm a guy who always believes in passing is more important, but they ran for 273 yards last week. I mean, that's impressive. Like why? I mean, I get it that it's, it's, it's better when they're throwing bombs to Randy Moss, but they ran for nearly 275 yards. I don't know. That kind of means something. I still think that it wouldn't be a shock when this team goes to the Super yeah, Bowl. The difference, though, I mean, the difference is the Bills really can't score points on offense. Whereas I think the Jets can. I think the Jets have a, like a at least a league average, you know, a credible threat to score yeah, points. I do like Robbie Anderson. Okay, all right. Uh, the final of the foursome here that I'm different than you guys uh, against uh, is uh, you're on you're on side to Stopa. This I just must say he's not running hot this year. I, I just say you guys are packing on. Well, on, his, you, on, well, his side here. on the fourth one, you're on his side, and uh, me and Pino and Jeff have the Packers. Uh, Lions, the fourth one, it's not Packers. just contrarian. Okay, so Lions getting seven and a half in Green Bay. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know, just some motivation here. I just said, take the points, but, um, whatever it may, maybe the, the, you think the Packers in the, in the season on the high note, I think Rogers found something last week and probably felt good to throw for 400 something yards and get in the groove again. Our guy, Devonte Adams had what 18 targets for 71 yards against the jets. <laughs> he's done to 8.2 YPA on the air. Oh yeah. He's an elite receiver. 8.2 YPA with Rogers as your QB yards per target. Come on guys. He's an elite fantasy receiver just understand the difference between fantasy and reality every time i say that and people want to disagree with me they're like look at all the touchdowns look at all the fantasy numbers he's putting up i'm like yeah nobody that's just not what i'm arguing i'm just saying in real life he's good not great anyway i think they found kind of a groove there got the other guys involved and i don't expect the lions i mean the lions are not that much worse than the packers straight up actually but i just think this is a situational thing where I think I don't know. I could be told I don't feel that strongly about it, but I do think the Packers will uh you know, if Rodgers is in that groove and he looked healthy finally, that was the other thing he was running well. Um, I think he'll light him up and, and have a enjoyable last home game before the offseason. Yeah, I just I just took the points here because the Lions just run the play clock down almost every snap and it's so slow, grind it out and so, Holiday. Uh, it's so boring. I know Galladay is legit. He'll make a couple plays against that young secondary. Uh, but yeah. another one, another one I did not did not love. This one I do like. Um, in fact, I made it my best bet. Uh, Texans, a team I've been fading all year, giving seven at home against Jacksonville. They need a win. Coming off a loss, they're really really good. Um, Jacksonville maybe Bortles. I don't know, but still, I'm laying the points here, and, and I like it. I, I'm Tex, Texans here at home. What about you, Liz? Yeah, it was Bortles actually. I would. I think Jacksonville has a better chance, but. I mean, again, those words have never been uttered before in a no. podcast or any other venue. But I, I took the Texans. I, I just feel like it's only seven and they're home. Yeah. Jaguars just may not even show up for all we know. I mean, they're so Jekyll and Hyde. Like, they show up one week, they collapse the next week. Got to win at home against Miami, but or in Miami. But second straight road game, I think they've kind of packed it in. I don't know. I, no. I laid the wood. I don't feel, like, amazing about it, but it, I definitely, it wasn't like a – close call for me yeah I, I like i mean it is bortles and it is a factor there but watson's so good just his escapability yeah, good and last week and their I, defense their, yeah. their defense Although, I, I mean it is bad it is bad that like 
Houston's weapons are there. Well, now Demaris Thomas is hurt also, but like their weapons, you know, they have an outside receiver as a weapon. They're not like great throwing to the backs or tight ends, which is how you usually beat Jacksonville. Yeah, I bet Jacksonville doesn't score too many points this game, though. Um, all right, next, this one was a toss-up for me. Uh, Atlanta getting a point in Tampa. Um, well, I don't know. Julio Jones is banged up. And Coleman, I don't know if that matters. Or they're down to Brian Hill at running back, possibly. Uh, I just took the home team and, and plugged my nose. But Tampa Bay's been so boring after being such an exciting team to open the year. I, I'm pro- I don't feel strongly again about this one whatsoever. What about you, Liz? I took the Falcons. They're playing better. I think their defense might not be the joke that it was earlier in the year. The Bucks defense isn't the joke that it was either. Uh, but, you know, Matt Ryan is just a better QB. And as long as Jones plays, I think the offense is just more of a well-oiled machine than the Bucks. So I took the point. Yeah, it all makes sense there. Um, uh, Dolphins getting three in Buffalo. Who do you like your list? This is another one. You were the only one on one side. Uh, I think it's warm weather team, week 17, going to a cold weather place. And it's just a bad – I just – Going to Buffalo in December with Ryan Tannehill and the Dolphins, I just I'll take the Bills. Yeah, and the spread is actually up to um, three and a half too, some places. So um, yeah, I, I, again, I wouldn't feel super super confident about that one. This one I do like though. This late game, I do like the Chiefs laying thirteen and a half at home against the Raiders coming off there. Uh, I, I told you there at the end there that last game in Oakland, I started thinking about that more. They got fired up there, big you know an upset win there. They're kind of their Super Bowl Chiefs. Well, so it was that off. Dwayne Harris play. I mean, you so know, sick, it's like yeah. have them pinned at the one yard line. The next thing you know, the yeah, guys running back. Be some touchdown. BS, yeah, I knew it was going to be some BS. That was a great play, though, after the other team touched it. You know, and usually it was that's a very every- smart play. But, I mean, it was just such a turnaround for like a totally random type of play. So, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the problem is the we'll talk about this more later, but the Broncos without Sanders and now without Lindsey, without Demarius Thomas, like they got nothing on offense. I mean, they literally, they don't, they just don't have an offense. That's the Broncos just don't. They're not. It's like their defense is decent, but the offense is just—it's terrible. That was against the Raiders. They couldn't barely move the ball. Yeah, no, it's bad. I love that on that punt return though. It's, it's typical when when the other team when the punting team touches the ball, then the the returning picks it up with impunity. Often people around whoever you're around don't realize that when that guy fumbles it, it's like it doesn't matter. You know, you cannot lose a fumble yeah. once the other team touches. Yeah. So that was brilliant. He had nothing to lose, and then they returned it ninety nine point nine yards or whatever yes that that is fair and jordy nelson's actually kind of making some plays um filing the passing attack for oakland but the chiefs coming off what back-to-back losses at home with something to play for um in my mind this game i think you actually um said something because i thought the same thing like this spread should could be like 17 17 and a half I made it and no one would think differently right so so i don't know this I, I, is one of my favorite bets of the week i like casey here it was my best bet um i i don't even think the chiefs are that good i think their defense is going to betray them in the playoffs but i don't care i mean against the raiders they're going to name their score the raiders just you know won a couple of big games that against some rivals i think this is just we'll see i i would be very surprised if the raiders in kansas city could even keep it close i think chiefs are going to be like 37 to 17 or something like that yep that that win cost them uh the, the draft spot moved the niners up into number two that, that raiders win um all right so we'll probably use that one for sure actually we will use that one um, next up, Eagles minus six and a half at Washington. What do you like? Another game where you're the only one uh, on the Redskins. The Redskins are like have a defensive mutiny, right? Like they just cut uh, DJ Swearinger because he was mouthing off. And then uh, what's his name? Mason Foster was like said some shit about the organization of the fans. And he had to go walk that back. Um, they're down to Josh Johnson as their QB. Yeah, he hasn't uh, been that mad. 
I know, but like he's just such a journeyman. I just don't see him as like a credible QB. And I think the Eagles are going to crush. And Nick Foles is actually good. They're throwing down the field. They win. They get. They, they win. They have a chance to get in the playoffs. So I I lay the wood. Yeah. Nick Foles is balling, and I and I do um, like what they're doing. But I don't know. That's interesting. I feel like this spread. Wouldn't it be that crazy if this game was in Philly and this was that spread? Washington's feisty. They were close that last game. Josh Johnson's an interesting cheap DFS guy this week. Um, all right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm fine being the contrarian on this one. I, I mean, what, Philly's definitely an interesting team if they did make the tournament. Don't get me wrong. But um, all right. I, I wonder what this is going to result in with me being so different because it's a rarity to have be, be so, uh, you know, the, the lone different uh, on so many in one, one week. Next up, the one you want to talk about, Cleveland getting five and a half in your team, Baltimore. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cashback or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits, too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. This is annoying because, you know, I average, I'm, maybe I'm too strict on this, but there were three sixes and four five and a halves on the that Vegas page, and, there, yeah. and the census was six. So if I count that, but that's not really a, an independent book, right? I think that's like an average or something, or a consensus. So I use I always count the majority, and so I had to just do the rule, and I made it five and a half. If it were six, that was the line I set for this game. I would have taken the Browns, but because it was they're, five and a half, was, they're they're like all like, six. They're like all six right now, by the way. Well, they moved after I wrote it. You know, I mean, I you know, just like I'm getting a benefit on the Bills. I think I'm getting benefit on the Colts. Like, did not get the benefit on the uh, on the Browns Ravens. I guess I did because I took the Ravens laying only five and a half. But right. I you know I wanted to take the Browns at six. It's just I'm sticking to my method because it's done well for me this year, and I'm not gonna. You, know, you gotta you gotta pick the number, not bet the number, not the team. I hope the Ravens crush, and that this is no problem. But I I, I could see the Raven. I, I could see Justin Tucker kicking like a fifty-seven yard field goal down two to win it by one. You know, I, mean, I I think that it's just one of those games where the Ravens can win the Super Bowl, but sometimes this is the obstacle. You know, like this feisty up and coming team that has nothing to lose, no pressure on them. There's nothing to be intimidated by. They're going to be loose. I don't know, man. It makes me nervous. Um, I agree. I'm with the Ravens here, but I want I want to be on both these teams. I'm I'm on the Browns. They're they're a really interesting team now. Obviously, they'll be everyone's favorite sleeper team next year. Ravens really really good and dangerous. Could go deep into the playoffs, but could could even lose this game. So right there, this you, I think yeah, I mean, they're almost certainly out if they lose this. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, either could happen just as uh, would be equally as less surprised. So you have them winning this game by six. That sounds about right to me. So I, I would pick them if the, the spread are five and a half. Uh, next up, Cincinnati plus 14 at Pittsburgh. Who do you got here, list? I got the Steelers crushing. I mean, it's just one of those things. They go back home. They got jobbed in New Orleans. This is bullshit. That's such a shit game. The Steelers won that game. For, not only did they have that stupid fumble, there's so many bad calls. They 
on a fourth down play, they gifted the Saints basically a touchdown and a long yeah. P.I. that was ticky-tack. And if they don't get that, Steelers get the ball back. That was the first quarter, so a lot happened after that. But what a what a travesty. I mean, that's just really, really bad. So Steelers are as good as any team in the league. Uh, they're at home. The Bengals with Driscoll. Driscoll is terrible. It was an amazing backdoor push, though. I don't know how they did it. I didn't see the end, but I'm like, they're down like 26 to three or something and they got the 26 18 to push i mean what a this is miraculous in any event yeah. i just feel like you're gonna just work them at home and just get the frustration out and give whatever chance they have to see if the ravens can lose yeah everyone who had brown's fantasy d last week just saw their their points go dwindle that final quarter it was really weird they were dominating and then yeah the Bengals got some garbage time uh I too laid the, the laid the wood here with the Steelers. Uh, they're I use the Steelers. This this was an easy one for me. I think I made the line sixteen and a half. Yeah, they they'll take out their frustration here. Sounds good with me. Okay, they'll they'll go crazy. Next up, Bears plus five in Minnesota. I um I kind of like taking the points here. Uh, the Bears again, they impressed me in in San Francisco last week, and uh, I expect this game to be close, field goal or so. What do you think, Liz? Yeah, I think I made it like. 2017 Minnesota. What's his name? Matt Nagy said that uh, unless it's like you know 31 nothing Rams at the half or something crazy like that, uh, they're going all out because yeah, I think they'll play. if they win, you know, if the Rams are only up 10 at the half, I mean, stranger things have happened, and they win and the Rams lose, they're the, they get a bye, which is just enormous. So they're taking this seriously. And the crazy thing is, if, if the Vikings win, they they play again next week, the Bears and Vikings. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Cousins does. Not throw the ball downfield like I, I thought he would. Uh, he has just been a, a disappointment. I think this game is close. And I think the Niners will keep that game close uh, enough, at least by, at halftime. I think you know the Rams game, so that's what I expect. So I expect. Well, Nagy said uh, unless it's like an unusually crazy score, right? right close enough, right? Right. Okay. So I, I do like the Bears there. Um, next up, uh, Chargers minus six and a half at Denver. You got list. This is a crazy sucker. Right to lay the six and a half on the road after like the Broncos defense is good in mile high. It's such a crazy line, but I laid the wood. I made the line seven. Uh, part of it is that the Chargers, I think, I think a team like that, they want to go in with a win. I don't think they want to limp into the playoffs. Secondly, they do have an outside shot that everyone see it. I mean, Casey's not going to lose to the Raiders, but stranger things have happened. You know, it's not, you know, you wouldn't get an airplane with the chance of the Raiders winning, you know, as a crash. I mean, that's just, it's like 10%. So, they got to try, and uh, I see the Broncos are so decimated. They just cannot move the ball, and the Chargers' defense is good. And, and losing Lindsey on top of Sanders, that's just now they can't even. They have no. They have no playmaker. So I think the Chargers uh, can win by a touchdown, even in Denver. Me too. Coming off a loss, I know it feels like a sucker bet uh, for sure, but the Broncos are just kind of totally fading. I mean, those injuries that you mentioned before apparently really do matter so um i, I too laid the wood here I, I would actually consider that if you liked it um it's really concerned no no like sharp better whatever right like i was gonna say on the, yeah i know definitely looks like the sucker side for sure cardinals plus 13 and a half in seattle i'm not sure what line we went with uh, officially on staff picks but that sounded about what i would have would have guessed but i think you thought it was less to me this is similar to the others i guess the motivation factor is not quite as clear but I'll take it for the word, and they're going to try. And, and the other factor is Arizona is just so, so, so bad. I mean, they're they're the the worst. So I laid the wood here, but I think you did not. Yeah, I took the points, man. I mean, I don't see why it's 13 and a half. I mean, I, I get it. If these two teams were like, Seattle had to win and get in, I would, I would consider it a 13 and a half. I'd probably take Seattle. But Seattle's playing to go from five to six to five. 
And then, and the only like if they, I don't know between them and the Eagles what would happen, but maybe nothing. They're not even playing for anything. But if the Vikings win, which is likely they're favored, I mean, Seattle's only playing to change from five to six. That's it. So maybe they go all out because that matters. I mean, they, they, they would avoid most likely avoid going to Chicago and say go to Dallas. They lost in Chicago early in the year. They beat Dallas at home, but it's not that big a disparity. I don't know if I would treat this as an all-out game just for that one seating. Yeah, well, clearly you you aren't if you're taking the points because this Arizona team is just so bad. I mean, just we we backed them last week. We thought it was way too many points, and that was over quickly. So, um, yeah. Well, no, but but my my theory, my theory on something like this is that if the line is priced as though they're both going all out, and one of the teams has a very good reason why they might not go all out, you know, then you're not even. You're getting like a, you're getting the full amount of points. You, you, there's no discount for that possibility. Yeah, and I guess you can't trust Carroll. He's always uh, optimistic about his players' injuries. I mean, he claims they're playing, but um, yeah, no, okay, Th- those are those are fair points. Um, but I, I think the Cardinals could might lose to the Seattle's backups by by twenty. Uh, so yeah, they're pretty. We'll, we'll bad. see. They're, we'll see. Yep. Niners. You went with nine and a half. Um, other lines have it ten. Um, but for the stat picks purposes, uh, Niners getting nine and a half in LA. I, that's, against that's, the that's always the majority of where it is. I don't choose the lines. I have a, we have a very rigorous system where it's majority of the lines on that page and yeah, it I'm often screws out. me. I'm just pointing out. I know I'm just, pointing, yeah, yeah. I'm just pointing out, to people. but I didn't go with it. It's just, that's yeah. the line that was there. You know, they right. change. We, we lock it in the midweek, you know, sometimes yeah. in, on Saturday you're like, damn, I wish I had this other line. Sometimes you're like, sweet. I got this good bargain that no, no way to know. Right. Um, I, I just, I just want to disabuse. I know you didn't mean it that way, but I just want to make sure <laughs> okay. people listening aren't like, oh yeah, you just make up the one line, you know that. No, we don't do that. It's very, it's not rigorous. It's just very like it's just automated and whatever the lines are on that page with, that are available at the moment that I write the article. I have to say, oftentimes by the time Sunday rolls around, I, I personally, when I when I make some bets, I'm, I'm often di- or not often, but at times different than when I send you a pick on Tuesday night, like the week. Like man, I, yep. things have changed, and, and my my opinion is, is definitely changed from beginning of week yeah. uh, quite quite frequently, actually. So yeah, this well, one, I mean, think about what happens when you draft, right? And you have a team you draft in February, and then you draft a team in March, and you don't you look at your February team, and you're like, wow, I got this guy four rounds early, and then you're like this other guy, you're like, why the hell did I take him? Where you know you, your mind changes before the game even starts, before any regular season games start. But you know we like drafting early because there's a little bit of an edge. It's available. You can bet teams midweek. People do. Some people later are really really successful at making money at this, just purely beating law. You know, just changing the lines, and, and that there's a, a total art to that as well, or science to that as well. This one specifically, it's less than ten. Uh, I will I will lay the points with the Rams. 49ers been plucky back. I mean, they might not have Goodwin, Pettis, Brita. I mean, uh, the Rams back at home, they got looked certainly looked far better last week. So I, I laid the, the, the nine and a half here. What about yourself? I did too. I had it pretty close. Or maybe not. Maybe I had it like 13 or something crazy like that. But then I realized that was too much. But uh, I, I don't even think the Rams are that good. But I think the Niners are so beat up. And, you know, the Bears game was kind of rough. And now they got to go on the road. We'll see. Sean, I would have a lot of respect for Shanahan if they hang in this game but i don't think they will yeah okay um final one sunday night game colts minus two and a half at the titans this is a tough one just obviously marcus mariota's uh injury status is key here but if it's less than three as you uh, have it here as we were locked in here i will definitely take andrew luck although 
Although really, this that seems like the sucker side. I mean, the Titans have been far better at home, and the Colts far vulnerable on the road. Um, everyone probably would lay on Andrew Luck, you know, lay the money on Andrew Luck. But seriously, if Mariota's banged up and the Colts are, you know, not bad defensively, so I'd I'd lay less than three. It's a big downgrade of Blaine Gabbert, and I think it's the line's now three. I think when I when I wrote the column, I think Mariota's status look didn't look as dire. Um, they also lost Jarrell Casey, one of their best defensive yeah, players. Yep. Yep. Seven sacks, a lot of tackles, key guy there. So you know, they they lost two of their best five players and home road, whatever. I just I just think the Colts the Colts are the team that should be in the playoffs. Now not, that might not happen. They crushed the Titans their first time these two teams played. I can't remember if Marriott got hurt in that game or not, but they absolutely crushed them. And uh I just think they're gonna go in and win this game. I and you know, the line's small enough that I'm gonna take the team I think's gonna win. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, you said it's up to three and it's even minus 120 mi- uh, minus three. So that might even move to three and a half. Well, so. cause I think people are starting to think that Gabbard is playing yeah. and that's real. Yeah. That's a real yeah. downgrade. Yep. All right. So can we come up with the five here? Uh, chiefs locked in Steelers. I will note the Steelers that I could see going up even above 14 in some places already to 14 and a half. So we will need to look at that line, but those are the two I marked down. I, I, I will go to bat. Myself, the only really one I wanted was the Texans. Uh, what were your thoughts, Liz? I took the Texans, so you can have it. I would probably take, I'd probably take the Giants, and I would probably take Colts. You, you mentioned the Chargers. I could see the Bears being a pretty good bet if they uh, keep their guys in. Yeah, no, me too. I, I, yeah, I like too the many Bears. points. It you know, really this game. This should be like a pick 'em or two and a half at most uh, if they're going to try. So here you're getting a discount. You know, it's different than the Seahawks where it's like they're just assuming something which may or may not be true, whereas this other one is kind of assuming the Bears won't try. So you're getting extra points for that possibility. I think we go Bears, Chiefs, Steelers, Texans, and then we got to just figure out between the Colts, Chargers, and Giants, and Packers. One of those four will be our last one. You don't like the Packers. You're on the Oh, no, no, I'm okay I mean, with that. No, 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 no. No, that was one I did not. You could talk me into that. I, I could see them going crazy if you felt strongly about that. That's not one. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 the Giants suck, but, like, I don't think the Cowboys are going to play. Yeah. Okay, well, if you want to go there. it's only six and a half. Yeah. I would take them. I, I would also take the uh, the Packers to roll, but that's that's even more suckerish because the Lions are going to play. They're going to try. Yeah, they are going to try. Um, and that, that one's the other side of the seven, too. All right, we'll come up with five, but right now we're leaning. Okay. Uh, we have a good. We have a good. We'll four. definitely take the Steelers, Texans, Bears, and Chiefs, and then we'll add one more. Right. Cool. Sounds good. Um, all right, Liz, I don't have much for you. Um, shorter podcast this week with most of it uh, poor audio quality, probably on your end because technology. Well, just for the first, for, the first two thirds of it because I, uh, I'm outside. I was doing a million things and I forgot to switch on the. We'll see. It could have been on, but I, I'm thinking probably not you have any uh you said you said the sound sounded different when i plugged the thing back in when i changed the input right yeah it did sound different yeah ah fuck all right well it is what it is it's still going to be audible it's just not going to be as, as crisp you got any, you got any new year's plans uh and just hanging out at our house go to dinner maybe some friends oh you're you're uh, i invited your uh, boss over he's going to be in lisbon he'll probably be jet lagged but i was like hey you know we're just having dinner and maybe one other uh family over at the house so if you guys are awake swing by so it's possible 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Treat Jason. Possible. Well. He's there. Yeah. Nice. We'll, we'll yeah. send you like a, we'll send you like a selfie or whatever if we if we're there. Yeah. It would not be the first time you guys have done that. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, neither of us remember the first. I, yeah. I actually <laughs> didn't even remember that. That was in Minnesota. So I'll just say one thing on politics. I don't want. I want this to be quick, but it just it just blows my mind that like people are like pissed that we're getting out of the Middle East because it's Trump doing it. How is that not just an unqualified positive? And everyone's like, well there's no plan or this isn't the right way to do it and all this stuff I'm thinking I don't know shit about this I don't know how to you know what the plan should be or any of the details of course I don't know that but shouldn't the burden be on those insisting how important it is to stay to have a really good plan that's detailed they're the ones who are insisting on killing people spending money you know putting people at risk injuring people and it's not like they have a good plan or a good explanation of why we need to stay you know they're like oh the Kurds or oh geopolitically our generals know best like that's not that's not cutting it, man. We've been in there for like 17 years. We haven't accomplished shit. That all those years, the generals were obviously telling them to do that, and it hasn't worked. It hasn't done anything good for anybody. So it's kind of like it's not on me to f- figure out the explanation for why we, the best time to leave and what process to go and all that shit. That's not the job is on you to have a really good case for why we need to be there longer, you know, and not just some sort of vague. Oh, these these people are depending on us, like. Dude, we've been there for like 17 years. Like, they're gonna. It sounds like it's codependent if that's the case. Like, it sounds like one of those relationships you gotta cut the cord with, and maybe you'll have some uh, fallout, you know, in the short and term. Not, but not, not not speaking general generalities. But are you saying that a lot of those people making those arguments would be thinking differently if a different political party in power were making that course. decision? So I mean, okay, of course. Right. But but it's kind of telling that that a different one didn't. And I actually think that Obama was was more. Um, you know, he, he was not like some Hillary Clinton who was just a total hawk and like believing in the empire. And uh, I think that he actually, I don't know, this is speculation that it sounded like from the things I've heard and the insults people have said about him that he might have wanted to sort of draw it down. And he tried to go through chan- the proper channels, I think, do it the right way. And of course, it doesn't go, it doesn't come out. Like you tell the generals that you don't think there's a reason for this or we don't want to get involved here. And and they talk you out of it. And it just never, the message doesn't get out. And you, it's like, you basically just have to go to Twitter and say, we're getting out. And if you don't like it, you're fired. <laughs> you know, that, that's basically it. Because the military industrial complex is not going to, is not going to execute that order. And in fact, they didn't. Like, people are like resigning over it. Like, they just were like, no, I, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm out if, if we do that. So, I, I, my, my guess is that like Obama might have seen the wisdom in it and maybe even try to do it through the proper channels, but it's not possible. Those channels are clogged up. You know, the proper, cha- I mean, th- again, I don't know shit. This is just speculation, but from the reports about him being much more uh, reticent to invade and do things as opposed to Bush and Clinton, it sounds like, you know, this is the guy who got it done because A, like he doesn't do it the right way. He's not beholden to this. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He just does it. And, because of that, like these guys may come home and to me, that's an unqualified good and I'm very happy he's doing it. And you know, if he legalizes weed, you know, it's going to really twist people in knots. Like, Oh my God, he's not legalizing weed the right way. You know, he's going to try to do prison reform again. Like I don't give a shit. Like I don't give a shit who does it. I just want the policies I want. And I don't care if you're ruffling some feathers of some generals or whoever, you know, and, and especially if it's you know the generals and the people that have gotten us in these messes. So yeah, no. um, I think that's good news. I find that I take that as very good news. And 
I, I find it um, disappointing that you, if you look at like any tweets from like mainstream media, they're always like, this is horrible. Like, what are our allies going to think? What do the generals think? The generals don't agree with this. It's like, yeah, dude, but the president doesn't work for the generals. Generals, you know, civilian command, and the president works for the people, supposed to at least. So I'm on board with it. Gotcha. No, all that makes sense. And uh, yeah, and it is frustrating, you know, going back to that, that it, that, that it just matters who happens to be, you know, in power when the decision ultimately is what you should be most concerned about. And uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of positives coming. It sounds like, right? You, you think leaving that is, is obviously a lot of positives, correct? That's unqualified good. We I mean, should be in none of those places. Good. Yeah, okay. We should be in none of those yeah. places. We should not be having accidental strikes that kill families. We should not be harming people. We should not be having our soldiers get blown up. We should not be spending all of our tax dollars on this shit. There's just no reason to be there. That's important. Vietnam, remember, it was like, oh, but this is, you know, this is so important. If we don't do, if we're not in there, then communism is going to spread. Come on, really? They justified that shit for like 10 years. How many people died? How much money was spent? It's just horrible. And it's just all a different version of the same bullshit argument of why we have to be at war. When on its face, we're like, wait, what is it in Syria that we really need? Like, why? What does it have to do with anything? And it's really on the burden. The burden is really on the people who want to be there to make a good reason for it. And they don't. All they do is kind of, yeah, it's just like, oh, this, this idiotic president's the one doing it. And I actually think that more people, they just don't want to say it because it's like, you know, socially unacceptable. But I think fewer and fewer people than are, are believing that that propaganda. I think more and more people are quietly just being like, let's just do the right thing. Like, who gives a shit if our president's some weirdo who boned porn stars 10 years ago or not? You know, let's just get the right thing done, the best policies. I certainly don't. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, <laughs> I don't think it's good that he did that but you know it's between him and his wife and i just feel like you know in terms of like the policies that i care about i just want them enacted and just get the fucking job done i feel like those dudes work for us so get the job done if you're getting the job done good if you're doing a shitty job bad it's pretty simple i think fewer and fewer people are it seems like that we're so tribalist and everyone's you know on one team or the other but I think they want you to think that everybody's on one team or another. I think more and more people are independent and just actually want like prosperity for uh, themselves and their uh, fellow citizens. Unqualified good. I like it, List. There's your title for the podcast. My picks are going to be a disaster this week, apparently, with uh, going against uh, the, the, what, the non-conformists. So looking forward to that. I think we have our five ready. Um, happy holidays to everyone and to your family, List to Heather, to Sasha, and all of you. Um, yeah, yeah, you too, man. I, I hope Mason enjoyed his TV, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Chloe's doing well. Yeah, yeah. Mason loves his his, uh, his new 65-inch TV to his, to his room himself. Um, he's enjoying it. Carly has, what, a 100-inch TV now? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mason's is, is the best room. No, we treat the two-year-old. He's, he's treated like the king. We, we only stick, stick with the 55, but someday. Um, yeah, he needs his screen time. I love how you think about my parenting that, that highly, though. I love that that was the... Uh, the I actually, I really believed that that's what you were doing. I, didn't, I misunderstood what you said, and yeah, I actually yeah. interpreted it as though you were doing that. Yeah, it's sad that it's, uh, I have such a, such a low bar, but it's, uh, yeah, you never know with me. But, you know, you never put it past me, man. Parenting, it's, uh, it's tough, let me tell you. Let me tell you. We got past one more Christmas. Santa is still exists as far as uh, my daughter is concerned. So, um, so congratulations on that. And, uh, yeah, man. Happy holidays.
All right, man. You too. Take care.